Research comes from. Ah, well, what do you know? Man, they're already jumping in. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. Gonna wait for the room to fill up a little bit. So far, there's only two of us, me and, and somebody else. <laughs> All righty. Now, let's just go on and on. Let me adjust the sound here. Okay. That looks better. Okay. Okay, the room's loading up. Okay, today's show is going to be a little bit all over the place. Um, and um, I want everybody, we're going to be talking a lot in, I think, tech, uh, for the sake of tech, um, you know, that kind of thing. Let me see here. How can I... Give me one minute. Okay, it looks like, looks like, looks like. She's, uh, all righty, we're getting them from all over. Good, good, good. All righty. Um, see here. Hey, oh wow, the room is filling up quick. All righty. Okay, today we're going to talk about certain things, and I think it's, um, um, we need to keep on our game pretty much. Um, because again, uh, we're, we're constantly under an assault. You have no idea. Uh, uh, even people like myself who uh, do what we do get assaulted and, and they, uh, <laughs> try to be manipulated. It's really funny how that works sometimes and you see through the games and the bullshit. It amazes me. Anyway, um, but today I want to talk about something. A buddy of mine, Eric, he uh fire medic, uh, he may be in the show today or not, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> he did a video on uh, the HeLa cells and, the, um, and how everything is in its... Um, how we're how we're at where we're at today and he made a comment to me hey dublin how you doing hey burl how you doing um in regarding to somebody contacting him in regarding to what happened in the early i guess early 1900s where they had uh again uh, pulled out cancer cells out of a, a negro woman and that uh hey sherry you made it cool um that um the cells didn't die. They just didn't die and they were perpetuated. And he did the research going all the way back to Scandinavia with the Bluetooth and the genetics and went step by step. So this lady responded back to him about this, this event that happened in the early 1900s. And this research he found predated that event that happened in the United States. So my my perspective on that was <clears throat> what that's indicating and what that had been indicating is they taken the, t the research in Scandinavia and had already inserted this technology into the Negro population. And as just like they did with the uh, polio vaccine, when the polio vaccine was going on they injected syphilis into the uh, into the south to the negro population there as well 
And as a result, they infected people with syphilis and they died. That's why getting any kind of an injection today, any kind of vaccine is not the smartest thing anybody can do today because you really don't know what they're putting inside of you. I had a guy contact me. I talked about this on the last show. He was going to be stupidly bare his arm to get an injection for a job, actually five different type of injections combined, without even thinking about asking for the insert so that he could see what they were going to put inside of him. No, no, no thought to it whatsoever. And the idea of, being, of, of still, um, hey, ole, ole, how you doing? Uh, and, and the idea of still trusting the medical field, in my humblest opinion, is insanity. Look at the native population in just Canada, out in the West Coast, what they did on Alert Bay and all, all those regions up north when the Mounted Police, the Anglican Church, and the Catholic Church had ganged up on the native population and started injecting them with syphilis and all kinds of things to do experiments on them. Who's going to miss a bunch of natives on an island or in a peninsula? Who's, who's even going to think about them? Who's going to miss a bunch of Negroes down the south where you have a racial uh, barrier down there or used to have? I'm not sure what it's like today. I would assume it's probably still there, just that it's more subdued. But who's, I mean, why would anybody today why would anybody today in their right mind have to compromise their health in order to have a job? See, that makes no sense to me. So this goes all the way back to, um, hey, QC, how you doing? This goes back to Eric's research, uh, Pyramedic 8, and what he found predating all this and how this is all has led up to where we're at today. You ever notice, or if any of you remember when you were in school, how a lot of people acted unusual? Hey, Nalen, they didn't seem to be wrapped too tight in our house. So many kids were having so many problems in, um, Focus, they're giving them, these kids now, what is it, that um, Ritalin to keep them focused or to calm them down? Kids are reacting today because they're in an environment and they feel threatened. The Ritalin is not needed. The Ritalin is there just to uh, subdue their, their hyped, hyped up senses because they're feeling in a very uncomfortable and threatened environment. Going to school is an environment is a threatening environment. I felt threatened the whole time I was in school. You know, I wasn't there to learn. I was there to learn how to survive. That basically that's what it was all about. Like I said, if I knew today what I knew not when I knew today, what I if I knew then what I know today, I wouldn't even have bothered going to high school. Biggest waste of time ever. There was nothing there I learned that helped me in my life in any way. And developing social skills, well, pfft, most of the time I, I was, till this day, I'm still a loner. Most of the day I very, I do interact with people, but I'm very, I'm very, uh, how would you put it? 
selective who I interact with. And that's because of the conditioning I had when I was younger. You know, so again, all these things that we saw when we were growing up, we didn't realize at the time that the governments, our respective governments, wherever we may have been living, had been exploiting and experimenting on different culture, cultures or ethnicities in our, in, our in our environment. If you grew up in a ghetto or a slum or you grew up in an in a ethnic community, chances are those communities were being experimented on. And look at today. Look at the result today. They've accumulated so much data in the last 2.11 years in regarding to how to control a population. And now in O Canada, O Canada, they want to, they're having surveys out here asking about being masked again. Survey goes, how many people, you know, think that this is, you know, can, you know, want to be masked? And the responses were, yeah, we should because our, our medical is overloaded. Others saying, good luck bringing that back. And another one saying, "Well, we don't know. We're afraid." These are these are the percentage of people that again are, are are not don't have a backbone. If this even if the survey is even real, okay, chances are the survey is not even real. So when we're looking at the whole um, perspective here, you know, in regarding to what's going on, uh, well. Tudelman, they, they, governments have always been genocidal, and laws never mean anything anyway. The only time you're protected under the law is if you've got some major bucks and you've got corporations and institutions where you're making money for government, or the government can use your, your corporation or institution in order to further advance their control over people. The natives, okay, there's a thing called UNDRIP, in Canada, this is going to be all over the world. It's already started in New Zealand. It's already started in Australia. And now in Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> They're going to bring in this concept of undrip. I'm going to tell you all right now, you're not going to own any home that you're paying for right now. Okay, I'm, going, I'm jumping all over the place because I'm going to get into this question or this statement here. In the UNDRIP, the Canadian government is aligning our charters with their with the uh, Bill of Rights and the charter with the UN. You can thank the WEF for that. Canada's being assimilated into the WEF uh, using our charter to change to match their charter. And now the, it's all double speech. All of it's all double speech. So in the UNDRIP, they're going to give natives, and they got this whole listing of things to give natives, you know, their rights and their privileges and blah da dee and blah da da, and it's going to, and we're going to be helping you and helping you and helping you. They're going to help the native population lose their land. They're going to hit them first. And so what's going to happen is this: they're going to give the native culture control over the environment, and they have to take care of the environment based on what the WEF or sorry the UN tells them to do. So if they can no longer, um, if they can no longer deal with the uh, means and ends to the um, taking care of the environment the way they want them to, the UN now will step in and take over 
that land and that territory. And they'll be able to remove all the natives off the land. In other words, all these treaties that Canada signed with the natives, which they never really honored anyway, will be null and void. Now, how does this apply to the non-native community? The same thing is going to happen with people who think they own their home. If you're paying a mortgage, you just bought a million dollar home in Ontario. You come to Windsor, Ontario, and you bought a house in Windsor, Ontario for a million bucks out in the county. And now you're making your monthly payments, st uh, stressing to make your mortgage payments, paying your taxes and paying the high utility costs to live in Ontario. What happens now is because they've aligned the charter with the Bill of Rights and the charters of the UN, and uh, the UN now has sole say in uh, what is UNDRIP, they make it's a contract, literally. If you, if they decide, because now they take over the mortgages, if they decide to call in your loan and you can't pay, on the house. Guess what? You lose it. You're out in the street. Remember they said you'll own nothing and be happy. Oh, we're going to be so happy because we own nothing. Ooh. And the psychology is going to be, well, I no longer have to pay for a mortgage. But now you no longer have a place to live. Imagine that. And since they're going to take over the lands in Canada, you could be literally trespassing anywhere you're living because we no longer own any land. The UN owns it. The dipshit we got in Ottawa is just basically handing Canada over to the United Nations. So now then the United Nations will own everything in this country. And the conservative runner-up that's going to be the next prime is going to open up all the businesses here that are Canadian uh, owned or, or proprietized by the government and is going to hand that over to them as well. We're not, we're not going to have a country. We're not even going to have a province or, or, a, or an area, any territory. This is all going to be controlled by the UN. Imagine that. You busted your ass, worked your whole life to own everything that you've got right now, and that all will be taken away. Yeah, well, get used to that, Mighty Mike, because it's going to keep on going up, and you're going to force you to drop your house. You're going to, you ain't going to be able to pay for the house if you own a mortgage. And they, like I said, they're, Canada is a prototype of this UNDRIP, and you better start reading about UNDRIP in America as well, because they're going to come in and screw Americans the same way. Don't think you have a constitution. That means nothing. There's one president there that dingle, dingle balls there, uh, Bush. Uh, you won't even get stuffed in government housing. I think you're just going to, you'll be on the street or you'll be in some sort of internment camp. Uh, uh, again, and if you haven't gotten a jab, they'll, they'll just they'll take you out. <laughs> they don't need you. You're a threat to their whole system if you haven't taken the jab. Yeah, so again, paying 40% more, 50% more, how are you going to hang on to that house? How are you going to pay for the house if something goes wrong? This is this, Pay attention to that. 
The natives are going to be the prototype. They're going to F them again, again and again and again. And again, the way that's worded, it's all double speech. So you can look it up as well. Uh, I got the information initially from uh, Liberty Network, and then I went looking, looking it up myself. I just typed in undrip. Um, see if I still have it up. Give me a minute. Uh, wait a minute. I'll have it on my show. Where's my show? Uh -huh. Give me a second here. Um, and, I, and again, Ontario with the ridiculous bullshit with the masking again. They want everybody... Here it goes. Okay, I'm going to put this uh, link in here. It's a PDF, but you can take it. You can take it another step further, because, like I said, you are not going to own your home. They are going to take it away from you through this bullshit manipulation of, of the wording. Okay, uh, have a hearing coming up. No mortgage inherited the property. Okay. Uh, again, they will. They will manipulate the cost of having that property to a point where you ain't going to be able to keep it. Okay. It, it ain't going to matter. Once it, once the UN takes over the contracts of the mortgages, whatever they may be, they'll, they're going to squeeze you out one way or another. Like I said, you better read this undrip thing that they're, I'm talking about here. Okay, the UN is slowly but surely assimilating Canada, and the United States is probably going on there too. They're just not talking about it because Americans may go up in arms and may have a revolution. We're going to need that here in Canada. Well, you can't buy a home in Canada. In Canada, if you are a Canadian, you cannot afford to buy a home. None of these homes are worth 50000 bucks at all. Even with today's prices, a lot of these homes are really old homes. They're not worth that kind of money. They've been hyperinflated. Uh, to uh, again, a buddy of mine just sold his house. Okay, last year he could have got eight hundred thousand for this house. It's not worth eight hundred grand, but that's what the market value is saying. He got six hundred seventy thousand uh, this uh, this year when he sold it because market had the market demand or the market uh, value had gone down. You know. So you're not going to be able to buy a house in, in Canada. Now, if you're a foreign national coming over here, and this is the other thing too. This is the other thing too. I almost forgot about this. The term indigenous. The term indigenous. Most people think the term indigenous was refer referring or reflecting to uh, a native group of people, Métis, native, uh, uh, Indian, People that were born of the land, born in this country. Yeah, well, that's maybe how they'll do it in the U.S., but I don't think they're going to go that route. Uh, I think they're going to go uh, through the U.N. And the U.N. is basically through the WHO and through the uh, uh, WEF. You know, they're they're going to uh, they're going to take everything away for sure. You know. Uh, but again, let's get back to indigenous. So just so under so you get an understanding what that actually means. When someone is born in China or India or in the Netherlands or Newfoundland or anywhere, you are indigenous to where you were born. Born in the United States, and your ass hit the ground when you came out. You are indigenous to America. You were an American. 
So you are you have an indigenous background because you are now part of the United States, and so you're born there. It makes you indigenous. Now, the way the laws are going to work with the wording of the undrip. If someone comes into your country, say was born in China or India, they are now considered indigenous even when they come to Canada. In other words, the natives are not going to have that as a sole identifier to them. Okay, They are going to, everyone that comes here born somewhere else can be now indigenous. Uh, So, you know, we're, we're looking today in regarding to the term indigenous. Uh, so that's going to mean that your rights in wherever you're living is also going to be diminished. So again, when they come over, they will be under the same UN guidelines in regarding to taking care of the land, which is, which is what the house is built on. So when we're looking at that, that means that the UN at any given time can pour clothes on anybody, anytime, anywhere. Uh, yeah, but this goes a lot further. This goes a lot further. Um, the, we're looking at... Uh, we're looking at... Uh, this is going to take it to a whole new level, a whole new level, you know. The uh, now Alberta in Canada, the uh, uh, they you should hear what she's got to say. I think I've got it. Um, um, well, let me see here. Give me one second. Let me see here. Gonna find it. But she does. She is now looking at not relying on the federal government. Hey, Katakata. She's not relying on the federal government. Now I don't know what's going to go on there because it almost sounds too good to be true. To be honest with you. Um, hey, old fashioned. Uh, but she is now changing the direction of Alberta. Trying to re-engage the economy there that the federal government destroyed. So, anyway, I'll, I'll see if I can find the video. She does a, she does a good job in talking about it. Now, whether or not um, she's going to be able to do it is another story. Um, let me see here. I had it here earlier. No, no. Give me a second. That's the problem. I got so many things open. Let me see here. No. Give me one minute. I don't know what happened to it. But these things have a tendency to disappear. Did I download it? Maybe I did. Give me a minute. Uh, no. Shit. All right. Let me see if I can relocate it again. Uh... Oh, I know what happened. The uh, crap it got bounced bounced out from. Um, this is uh, watch me. No. No. 
crap, crap, crap. And I had the stupid thing. And um, it was a good speech. Basically, what she was talking about was she wasn't going to rely on um, um, uh, the federal government. She says they're going to go at it alone, which is correct. Um, the um, And that they were going to start, again, cutting back on the taxes over there. Um, you know, and the, let me see here. Let me see here. I had the stupid thing. It amazes me how these things have a tendency to disappear. Okay, that ain't it. I, you know, it, it drives me nuts sometimes. I have these things up and running. Um, and then what winds up happening is a, um, oh, here we go. Is that it? No. That's the lawyer caving in. Crap, crap, crap. Anyway, if I can find it while I'm doing the show, I'll play it. It was a good, I thought it was good. Um, she, she basically said that she, she's standing up to, um, uh, the federal government. Now, how long this is going on, going to go on, I don't know. And if, um, 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 uh, in regarding to the, uh, her stand, I don't know for sure, for sure, for sure how, um, let's see here. There you go. Oh, I found it. Okay. okay I'm going to play this. Uh, I don't know where, why this thing disappeared, but it did. I want you to hear this because, again, I don't know if this is a setup. She sounds like DeSantis up here. But, again, this is the idea here is to get everybody to, uh, uh, again, look at this. Because our premier here in Ontario, he's, got, he's, he's basically uh, castrated. He ain't got no balls at all. Nothing. You know. So... What we got going on here in Ontario is basically, you know, uh, for, the, for the sake of <laughs> being crude, we got nothing here. Nothing. He's just going to kiss ass and keep on kissing ass. And again, this is all part of the WF agenda. So, uh, yeah, it does. It really does sound like another DeSantis. And uh, she's opposing him. Uh, and it sounds like a good speech. Makes me want to move to Alberta. She's going to take care of the elderly there. She's going to start uh, taking care of the hospitals in the prairies. And she's going to, you know, cut the taxes on the fuel costs so that the price of fuel will go down. She's going to reduce the, uh, streamline the permits to start a business there. Yeah, this is all true. It'd be great, really. Yeah, I, there'd be no reason to stay in Ontario. Maybe if enough people left Ontario and went to Alberta, Maybe Alberta then may just decide to leave leave Canada altogether. I mean, and they've been talking about that for years. Uh, uh, so again, uh, in regarding to again the theme that's being uh, presented, let me play this because I think it's good for everybody to hear it. But this is where this is how it is right now, and this is how it is even in the United States. That you know, if you're going to rely on federal assistance. You're going to be taken over. That's what they're. Do that's what they're doing. So hold on one second.
Let me get this going. Here we go. The global economy is currently facing a severe crisis of inflation and supply chain disruptions that hits all of us directly and indirectly, including right in our wallets. And while it would be great to have a federal partner who stands with us in fighting the affordability crisis, in truth, Alberta is on its own. When you combine skyrocketing inflation with federal policies that target the energy industry and damage the economy, the result is a crisis for regular working families. Whether it's fuel or electricity, groceries, fertilizer for our farmers, the cost of everything we need to live and to raise our families it has soared. We can't solve this inflation crisis on our own, but we can certainly balance the province's books as well as Albertan, help Albertans cope with the worst financial pressures. So in the coming weeks, and it won't be that long, this government is going to take decisive action to ensure that families don't have to choose between buying food and keeping warm in the winter. We're going to lower the cost of electricity to ease the financial burden for seniors and parents and vulnerable Albertans. Our government is going to ensure that they have more money in their wallets right away to meet the rising costs of life's necessities at this critical time. Our government is also going to lock in removing the provincial fuel tax and ensure that the gas stations lower the prices appropriately when we do that. Alberta is home to massive energy resources which belong to you and it's time to ensure that you benefit from that ownership. Affordability is the main challenge facing Albertans today. Uh, you, we have a new affordability minister and utilities that you met earlier today, Matt Jones. And every decision we make from now until this crisis is over is going to reflect this fact. Our second priority is creating jobs and strengthening our economy. We will index and lower your taxes so that families do not have to choose between their mortgage and buying nutritious food. We'll also look at lowering taxes for our producers, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Our goal is to attract businesses from all over the world into every sector, from agriculture to forestry to tourism to energy. We need to diversify our economy and promote more jobs and prosperity for all Albertans. Our next priority is healthcare. Albertans are home, Alberta is home to incredibly high skilled, compassionate and amazing medical professionals. Our nurses and doctors, our paramedics and others are the best in the country. My dad was just recently hospitalized and he had the, the very best care from the frontline uh, workers, but it took 20 hours for him to get admitted from the emergency room into the hospital. And so we're experiencing it too. I'm a premier, but I'm also a daughter who cares about her dad. And this is something we must fix. There, our frontline workers are getting completely burnt out. And we don't have, when we don't have our staffing levels up, what results is that they end up canceling surgeries. This has to change and fast in need, it, because Albertans in, uh, in need of care can't wait any longer. We all... And it won't surprise you in rural Alberta that we also have a crisis in emergency medical services. People wait way too long for emergency room treatment. The system is broken. Failure is no longer an option. There also needs to be a, uh, we need to free up hospital beds by moving some patients 
who are awaiting long-term care permanent placement into more appropriate fair care facilities where they can be uh, a lot more comfortable. Without disrupting frontline services, we have to start making some major changes quickly. We will ensure that all areas of the province have prompt, efficient ambulance service to address emergency room lineups. We're also going to improve triage to ensure that those needing additional care, but not a hospital bed, are moved to appropriate facilities and supported there. There's room for enhanced surgical initiatives, turning to underused operating rooms in rural hospitals to complete orthopedic work like hip and knee surgeries and others. I found this all over the province as I was traveling around, two open operating rooms in Hardesty, and two that aren't being used in Medicine Hat, and two that aren't being used in High Prairie, and two that aren't being used in Grand Prairie. We can use the, that extra surgical capacity and clear that surgical backlog. We should be running all 106 of AHS facilities at full volume to get through the surgical wait list. And then as we start developing the contracting processes and people see that it works, there's going to be more potential to expand to independent charter surgical facilities for specialized procedures. So there is going to be lots of opportunity for medical professionals and surgeons who think in innovative ways to meet that demand. And any and all changes will be fully compliant with the Canada Health Act. There are plenty of opportunities for improvement and we are adopting a yes attitude to bring better, more efficient healthcare to all Albertans. There can be no doubt that the current federal government is just the latest in a long line of federal governments that have frustrated the legitimate aspirations of hardworking Albertans. And that stops now. We will be asserting our constitutional rights when Ottawa announces policies and laws that attack our economy or violate the rights of our people. You've seen this most recently, I think, in uh, Saskatchewan, where they developed a Saskatchewan First Act. So the, uh, the idea is catching on. <laughs> we are going to introduce and pass the Alberta Sovereignty Act, and then we are going to use it to push Ottawa back into its own lane every single time they step out of line and intrude on our constitutional rights. Alberta is no longer going to ask permission from Ottawa to be prosperous and free. Those days are done. Our government will build a strong and united Canada instead of just accepting the federal government's misguided efforts which only serve to harm our economy and strangle Alberta. Now, you've probably already heard some of these issues today, because as we do all this, our government will treat rural Alberta and you with the respect that you deserve. Yesterday, I issued a mandate letter to our Municipal Affairs Minister, Rebecca Schultz. We will work with you to ensure that municipalities have the necessary resources for public spending. You've been uh, asking for consistent long-term funding as you, so that you can plan effectively. And that's why the local government fiscal framework will place the Municipal Sustainability Initiative. I know that the previous Minister of Municipal Affairs had already done a lot of work on that. Municipalities will receive $722 million in the first year. Future funding will rise uh, based on changes in provincial revenues, ensuring municipalities share in the benefits of economic growth as key partners and have the resources necessary to manage its impacts. And this will make municipalities, together with the province, partners in Alberta's prosperity. So there will be a three-year funding lag 
between provincial revenue changes and municipal funding so that municipalities will still be able to invest in infrastructure even when provincial revenues may not be as high. This will provide municipalities with certainty and predictability. The new funding level and ties to provincial revenue changes will ensure that funding is sustainable for Alberta. Minister Schultz will continue the work to finalize the local government fiscal framework allocation formula and program design um, of, the, of the framework based on your input. Now that said, as a longer term alternative, I've also asked for Minister Schultz to consult with you on the feasibility of changing the provincial education property tax so that more of those dollars stay in the communities where they are generated. And I'm Okay, you get the general idea here. She's trying to change the way things are done in Alberta. Now, mind you, I don't think she's going to get anything done. And my, in my humble opinion, I think she's saying all this stuff to pacify the West because the West is already ready to leave. Now, she made a comment there about, you know, a better Canada. You know, uh, I think about Canada. The what's what's a Canada today? What is Canada today? You know, hi Karen, hi everybody that just showed up. You know, is it the WEF infiltrating and controlling all of Canada's resources, including? Your mortgage, your mortgages, and your houses where you live in, territories of the natives, lands that they have been uh, have been given to through treaties, which obviously the federal government has never, never, ever, ever uh, fulfilled. You know, this is something we got to really start paying attention to because you know. Even way back in the day in the United States, Ronald Reagan used to always say the right things, but hey, never, nothing ever got done. Nothing changed, except he destroyed the unions that gave the laborers a, a voice in the way companies could abuse them. <laughs> that would be a good way of putting it, abuse them. And we were going right back to those ways again, working long hours and low, low pay. Nobody can afford to live in Canada the way it is right now. Nobody. You know, and they're bringing in, like I say, imports all the time because they're replacing all the people they killed off with these injections. You know, so when we're looking at all the ways and means to get all this done that she's talking about, who's going to pay for all that in the long haul? You know, where are they going to get all this money? Who are they going to sell the oil to? What if the United States decides to side with the federal government in Canada? Who are they going to sell the oil to? Unless maybe they redirected all to China, which is possible, or India. And so, like I said, we got a lot of bullshit going on, a lot of theatrics, you know. How you doing, Selma? So, in regarding to... Uh, all that we're seeing today, everybody better, I don't care where you live, America, Canada, the, the rest of the Commonwealth, all of Europe, pay attention to the UNDRIP. 
you're about to have everything taken away from you. And the only way you're going to be able to even live in those areas, if you're part of a digital economy or a digital currency, you are the going to be the currency. You're going to have a chip inside. Yeah, the Bible was telling us about the mark of the beast for a long time. You won't be able to buy or sell anything without that mark. And if they can't get into you one way, they're getting into you another. Again, guy is going to go for a job, not even paying attention to the fact that these jabs may have mRNA uh, technology in them, not even asking the question, not even asking to look at the insert. Question I have to ask everybody in regarding to these jabs, what is your life worth to you? Is, your, is a job worth more than your life? Is a house worth more than your life? You always buy another house. You can always get another job or create your own business. That's how personally I think houses are way overrated. I think there's a lot of space and a lot of uh, empty uh, use, to be honest with you. You know, I could just as easily live in a mobile home for myself. I don't really need a big house. As a matter of fact, I don't even like big houses. Because like I said, they're a waste of money. And it's just a money grab for all these utility companies. That's another scam, another big freaking scam that's going on. You know, so like I said, we're being we're being hooped in order to live the dream. In order for us to live the dream, okay, it costs us basically everything we have: your sweat, your blood, your time. You don't have time to enjoy life. You're too busy working your ass off to pay for something that isn't worth the money that it is that they're selling it for. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and on top of that, you buy a house and if you want to make some changes to the house, you have to go get a permit. Who the hell, how does that work? Yeah. The, the dream is a nightmare. It always has been a nightmare, a perpetual wheel to get you on a cycle and you go nowhere. And by the time it's all said and done, by the time it's all paid for, by the time it's all looked after, there's nothing left in you to enjoy it. Another tether to enslave you to a concept or a dream, a dream, you know. So again, when we're looking at the, the, this one world nightmare, that's what they want to bring in. That's why, and, 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 and you look at, and every time you look at the video that people are capturing in China, they're not happy. They're, they're, they, I think they're just, uh, they've surrendered to an idea because they don't see any other hope. Um, yeah, there you go. Like I said, these doctors should be all be held uh, liable for a lawsuit if they're injecting you with shit that you don't want inside of you. And if the doctor is hiding an mRNA technology in a flu shot, which is what they're doing, hurry up, get your flu shot, run. It's free, free while the government is going to give it to you for free, free. The government gives you nothing for free. There's a price. There's always a price. In this case, it's your blood. So, uh, well, of course, he's going to feel like shit. You put a bioweapon inside of him. Why wouldn't he feel like shit? If he didn't feel like shit, I would be surprised. 
Alrighty. Well, if you're here, you're here. And if you're not, you're not, Sherry. No big deal. Glad you showed up. Um, you know, this is another thing. Nothing we're being told today is of truth. You know. Aha. Uh -huh. You're proud of your husband. Aha. Uh -huh. Not too many women say that today. <laughs> <laughs> There was a cartoon I saw a week ago. A uh, doctor said that uh, the husband was in the doctor's being examined. And um, the doctor told her the prognosis that he, she'd have to, you know, for him to survive, she'd have to cook and clean and have to sleep with him once at least once a week and basically look after him. So now she's got this shocked look on her face. So she goes out and she talks to her friend on the phone. And so how's your husband doing? He's going to die. <laughs> I'll keep him a little longer. <laughs> well, if you know he's not vaxxed, you know you're going to have safe sex. <laughs> so he's a keeper. <laughs> what a hoot. What a hoot. It, uh, <laughs> the, um, well, like I said, it, you know, we're laughing at this stuff, but in reality, this is really dangerous because, you know, if your, if your husband or wife gets a shot or gets this bioweapon, well, pfft, you know, uh, they can infect everybody else. What a blessing. What a miracle you're talking. <laughs> what a blessing to be on the same page with a husband on, on the big issues. That's not a blessing. That's a miracle. <laughs> you know, definitely. So like I said, when we're looking at all the stuff going on, like I said, now they're talking about bringing the, because we have this RSV, this some kind of slow virus now running free, running about We're going to need to get in, inject more people. Why do we need to inject anybody anyway? Because the bioweapon manufacturer to put these people in power, put them in the political arena, is now saying, you owe us now. This is what we want you to do. Oh, don't talk. Don't talk with your wife about money. Mm. You're actually having a conversation with your wife? You're kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so again, the bioweapons manufacturer is telling, dictating policy. Tony, I have shingles. Does that mean I'm old? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Probably from my patients shedding on me, but who knows? I'm taking Invermectin since it stops viral replication, and I had already large doses of C, MSM, and AC, selenium, and KCL. I'm not sure what KCL is. Uh, they're saying, is there anything I should add? Maybe something. Well, why aren't you? I, you've got everything but zinc in there. I don't know why you didn't put zinc in there. The zinc with the NAC should help knock it out. Maybe copper. Um use a chloride form if you can or a citrate form but yeah why is i'm 
you got a good combination going there. You don't need MSM uh, unless you again um, because of the conversion to DMSO to to take everything in the cell. But uh, yeah, add zinc and copper to it. Yeah, make sure you're doing these things every three hours as well. You know, don't just take them once a day and expect this is going to work all day. And if you're dealing with patients, then you should definitely, uh, maybe it could possibly, you know, a solvent might be better, but I, she's already using uh, MSM, which converts into a DMSO anyway. Um, might, I, I would probably maybe even apply a zinc cream on the area. Uh, that usually helps a lot too. But yeah, zinc is a main a major player here, you know. Uh, so again, uh, whenever you're doing stuff like this, again, every three hours, you know. Okay. Again, um, Well, any I found to be honest with you, I found that the chlorides were even better than the colloidals. I don't even use. I was, was making a colloidal copper a while back, and I decided to, I went with the chlorides. They're a lot easier to make, and they seem to be more effective as far as penetration on the cellular level. So I would probably could tell you if you can't if you can't make it or if you can't find it, then use a citrate or a malate because that will allow it to penetrate more readily into the tissue. Or you can make a liposome uh, zinc and copper com combination, equal ratio. And the phosphorus, we're using sunflower lecithin, that will also transfer it into the cell. So that make it more permeable and getting it into the cell so that it can knock out whatever is there a lot faster. You know, um, so you have that option, you know. So again, you know, uh, these are uh, these are things you can try. I mean, these are things you can try. But I find that the chlorides work just as effective as the colloids, and at least they're not on a nano scale. The uh, somebody, I, a buddy of mine from Israel, um, uh, contacted me earlier today to give him information about nano silver's toxicity. So I gave him about five or six documents I had collected over the years on it. Again, you're not being told this. You know, you're being told that uh, nano silver is uh, is safe. It isn't safe. You know, it actually causes genetic damage and allows the nanotechnology inside you already to become more proliferative. So you don't want that. My mom had COVID. Thanks to your show, I made the made the uh, her take vitamin C every three hours. Her doctor said once a day. She's she's she beat it in three days. Oh, there you go. There you go, you know. Um, you know, can I dissolve SCS cleaner in orange juice instead of, yeah, sure, why not? The idea is to get it in you. <laughs> you know, it tastes like shit. I know it tastes like shit. And again, um, but the idea is to get that in you to get the, 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 get the show on the road. To get the show on the road, you know. So again, um, Anything you can do to further expel the buildup of nano biotech and radiation. 
you got to start thinking in terms of radiation as well. Okay, you got to start thinking in terms of radiation as well. Like I said, fire medicates. Uh, okay, I did a show last night uh, on a pod bean. So all the links are there. So when I post it to the, today's show uh, for everyone to, because uh, I broadcast these things all the time, the links will be there as well. Uh, check out the research he's done on it. Again, we're now looking at things from all kinds of angles today. And we've got to remember, we're no longer just dealing with biology. Even back then with the HeLa cells that uh, he was discovering and how they're being activated with frequencies, you know that's a manipulative technology. They had manipulated that biology. You know. Yeah, you can you can encapsulate. People have done that as well. They put cap, put it in capsules too, again, because it tasted so bad. There's no reason not to have house or a combo, radiation, and the dirty electricity. Yeah, that that's there, but you can get around that too. You know, depending on what you're doing in your house. But the thing about a home, it tethers you and anchors you into a system that's now designed to take you out. So if you're in a stationary structure that isn't protected by uh, for radiation or frequency assault, while you're sleeping, while you're in the house, you're being attacked and you don't even realize it. And then when you go outdoors and you get around people, you say you got to go shopping or to a church or some kind of assembly, or you are at a meeting with a bunch of people, and they all have a cell phone technology, which is also hitting you. And you also have um, um, Bluetooth technology coming uh, from them hitting you. You're being exposed to a lot of radiation. That's not including the uh, thorium and the um, strontium and the other forms of uranium and other things are up in the sky coming down on you. This all plays a part in breaking you down. This all plays a part in the destruction of your genetic code, your DNA. That's why it's important that you, again, understand what you're dealing with in an epigenetic level. Um, you know, Yeah, I haven't had a chance to get to that yet. I gotta find it. I'll probably post it on Rumble because Rumble doesn't take as much time. I'll try Bitchu because Bitchu can take a day to get something up. Uh, but I'll try putting that back on. There's also a zinc chloride video in that's still in the YouTube. And basically, you make it the same way. You add peroxide to hydrochloric acid, and you add uh, your your metal, metallic material. And you can make either a zinc chloride or a copper chloride. You can make a chloride just about anything, you know. So, again, uh, remember that we are dealing with, again, synthetic biology. And this is something we all have to stay focused on. All that bullshit they told you about Lyme and Epstein-Barr and all that crap that they were talking about, these are just names that they put on certain things that had they had no idea what they were. Or they knew what they were, but they didn't want the general population to realize that they're being affected by nanotechnology or nanobiotech. And now, and now, we are now being exposed to high levels of radiation, 6G technology. Everybody's still talking about 5G. 
it'd be it, I will be impressed when people start to graduate and they're thinking and realize 5G is not the problem, but 60 is. There's a guy I, I um, do I have it on here? Let's see. Nope. Nope. Uh, guess I don't have it up there in the list. I'll post that as well, where the guy is actually taking a reading with a tri-field recorder in uh, some going down the street and it's blowing the meter right off the chart that's radiation you know and again we have a government we have governments today that are being pro are propagating by because of the tech technology the uh, uh, the tech for the um these frequencies and cell tech and all this other bullshit, phones and TVs and everything else, and are not, they don't give a shit about anything. There are no regulations to, to again, to protect the consumer. We used to have consumer groups back in the 60s and 70s. You know, um, I forget the guy's name now, but every time something came up, he did the research on it, and he would go after the government on it. We don't have that anymore. We don't have any advocacy groups to uh, cry foul when the corporations are putting stuff out there that's killing it. Look at that electric car that Elon Musk, that thing's a time bomb. You get in, a, in an accident with that, you, you can kiss your ass. Yeah, Ralph Nader, there you go. Yep, Ralph Nader. He uh, used to be out every, every week. <laughs> He'd go after the automotive industry. He'd go after the uh, water. He'd go after these factories that are emitting these high levels of pollutants in the air. Yeah. Well, you're mentioning using gelatin. I would. It's a water-soluble uh, supplement. And if you're going to take gelatin, you're going to take that in, in water. So why not put them together? You know, sure, why not? I think it'd be a good idea. You know, it's going to be absorbed. It'll be absorbed a lot better in water. Again, for sure. So, so, so anyway, um, and again, the other thing too, as far as jobs are concerned, think about this. Before, when you applied for a job, you're applying and putting your personal information on there. Now they want family, your family's information. They were doing that in Alberta when I was there years ago. They want to know if my anybody in my family members had any kind of health issues because they want to make sure that if, if you wind up with a health issue, they could say it's a means of genetics and had nothing to do with the company. Again, another bullshit uh, game that they're playing today. In my humble opinion, in all honesty, I think everybody should be self-employed. Why work for a corporation that are dictating policy for you to have a job? In other words, you have to have a identification. You have to be injected with a bioweapon. You have to have, now have to give out personal information about your family members. Why is that crucial to you getting that job? See, I think if everybody had their own business, doesn't matter what you did. You know, like I said, shining shoes on the street corner. If you made money at it, hey, not it, it would be good. Um. Your dog's been infected with nanotechnology. My dog keeps scratching herself profusely and keeping me up 
all night. I've been telling people even here, you know, make that uh, solution, same solution for the teeth, regenerating formula. We're using trisodium phosphate, two tablespoons and six teaspoons of baking soda in a, a liter of water, a quart of water, uh, two liters, sorry, two liters of water. Spray the uh, animal and wipe it down. Uh, I was five years in a room in a homeless hotel or hostel. Wasn't there though, uh, uh, through COVID. They were heavy on restrictions, and but I didn't uh, get jabbed. Glad I held on as I get an apartment last Christmas. Thank God, trying to start my own business now. Yeah, good idea. Nowadays, employees will now will not, uh, will mow you down in stores. Okay. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, a couple months ago, the government did a survey and they sent people door to door, counting how many family members in each house. Yeah, well, again, that's to have an idea. So when they go to release their bioweapon, they know how much to release in the air to kill everybody. <laughs> you got to kill those Arabs, you know. Too many of them. <laughs> got to wipe them out. Hasn't that been the theme for the last, what, 40 years? Those Muslims, those Middle Eastern Arabs, those, you know, you got to kill them. Let's start a war in Assyria. Let's start a war <laughs> in Lebanon. Let's just start war all over the place. You know, let's start, let's start some shit with Iran. You know, it's, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's all, it's all theater. All of it's theater. Again, distractions and theater. And them Jews, them Jews, them Jews. That's all you hear, right? All theater. And they're making money over there, over all this bullshit. Because the United States is paying everybody to play a role in the game. You know. Well, junk DNA may not be junk DNA. I don't think there's a... They're calling it junk DNA because they're able to utilize that, that DNA to access your system. And the Russians came out, oh, I think about three years ago, four years ago, that they found that the junk DNA wasn't junk. It was, it was being utilized by the system in ways they just didn't understand when they first uh, discovered it. You know, so again, uh, junk DNA... There's nothing junk in you except the shit they've injected inside of you and the shit they fed you. All this nanotechnology, all these nanites you're breathing in, all this shit you're drinking, that, that's what's junk. And they're trying to uh, uh, integrate that junk with you. So again, there's nothing junk about it. And like I said, the Russians were the ones that came out with it, that discovered it in the first place. And then... They also found out later that it was actually there doing something. You know. Hey, basically, you made it. So did you did you conduct the experiment on the wife? And are you still alive? What? <laughs> you want to share your results? <laughs> you know. Um, a lot of things that we have been taught in the educational system and even in the area of science, uh, you have to realize that a lot of it, you really have to do some digging because what the general population is getting, what the student in the, in the educational system is getting and what's really there are whole different things. 
Hey, you made it. Good, good to see you, Chrissy. Good to see you. Um, can you give dogs SCS? I didn't know better. And I gave my dog bentonite clay in the food for probably over a year because I thought it was good for parasites. Okay. Sometimes. Okay, no, do not give your dog STS. You give them MSM. STS will overwhelm the dog. Okay, it, uh, yeah, give them MSM. And maybe a little vitamin C as well to help again with the chelation process. And you may want to give the dog, um, incorporate into the dog's diet a little, not a lot, a little dandelion root. Um, and burdock root, uh, powder it up, only maybe a half a teaspoon, mix it in the food so that it can help, again, uh, sustain and support the blood and the liver while the MSM and the C help pull out some of that shit. I recently read that your divinity is within what they term junk DNA. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I kind of question that. I really do. Um. Again, I think it depends on how they're defining that. Because the Bible says we're made in God's image after God's own likeness. So that may be true. But I often wondered, like the helix, the double helix that we have inside our bodies. To be honest with you, I don't believe we ever had that until Adam and Eve downloaded that program off of that tree that they were supposed to not have eaten off of. The genetics in there altered their DNA. So they were conned into, again, um, having that added to them. That's Again, that's my theory and hypothesis based on what I see with nano and how everything's altering, altering our genetic code. So um, in regarding to DNA, uh, in regarding to that, if we're looking at it, that, that may have been a template, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm, again, I, I'm not so easily convinced on that. How do I get these um, jerks out of pandemic mask in my air? Pretty sure it's part of the gang stalking human trafficking. Uh, you know what? You can take a horse to water, but you, can make, you can't make them drink it. Look, DeSantis, one, on one speech walked in up on the stage and he told everybody take off the mask he said this is nothing but theater you know get rid of this shit you know like he was just disgusted that they were just stupid now none of these people took off the mask because they were afraid and he kept just shaking his head uh so again and this is the governor of the state of florida so again you can only do you can only tell him so much after a while, they're that stupid. Don't waste your time. Bible says don't throw your pearls before swine. Let's say they trample upon them. Well, that's what would happen. They're not going to take useful information and apply it. Yeah, at they're this dumb. They're not meant to be around much longer anyway. That's how I see it. You know, they're not willing to open their eyes and do some actual research and reading and uh, actually uh, investigating to see what's really going on. You know, and they just and they want you basically to hold their their generals while they take a piss because they're that stupid then you know what let them go as long as you're not associating or 
integrating with them on any level, you should be fine. They are the ones that are, they're the ones that are not going to be around much longer. Uh, my daughter's cat keeps licking uh, his hair off his belly and legs. Is this because of Nano? She keeps um, going around his head. Yeah, that's a lot of pets are doing that, not just cats. Dogs are doing it too. They're actually biting their fur off. Um, uh, and yeah, the, the TSP works. Uh, Dave in the group had a formula for pets that he did for his dog. He used a little DMSO and I forget what else he used. He diluted the DMSO and put it on the area, and within a week, within a couple of days, the dog had mended. So something you can try in that regard too. Um, yes, nano and vaccines you gave to the cat. Okay. <laughs> they they get a rise out of starting people while wearing a, a fancy mask. Cycle. Well, you know what? Let them wear it. You know, remember the New Zealand Prime Minister? You got to respect these people that want to wear the mask. Respect them. <laughs> so respect them, you know, because the Prime Minister of New Zealand said this. Respect them. <laughs> I can't get over that, you know. Um, uh, well, I mean, like I said, most people that are still applying this crap to the system and keep getting these jabs, you should ask them, are you jabbed? And why are you wearing a mask? You should be protected. You know, is nano and more gallons connected? There is no more gallons. You know, more gallons was, again, I stated this on the show earlier, uh, previously, Morgallons was something they called it because they didn't know what it was. Nanobiotech is what causes the proteins to produce the uh, extensions that you see and the fibers that are grown. So they're not connected. No, there is no connection. Basically, nano is all nanobiotech. Again, uh, based on what my research has led me to believe or see, when Carnicom did his research, he wasn't looking at the cause. He was looking at the effect. And that's how he came to his conclusions. Uh, yeah, there's an idea. Uh, the DMSO for pets was 50-50 DMSO and pure water and spray on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what I thought it was. Uh, is there a device? Is there devices or better way to detox from nano more effectively than and faster. Do you know what nano is really? Do you have any idea what it is? There is no fast way of getting this out. Period. How old are you exactly? And then figure out as long as you've been alive after 1960, you have been saturated with nanotechnology, nanobiotech. I've got four devices on BitChute that I show you how to build to get it out. Have you gone to the have you gone to the channel and looked at the information? If you're living in Europe, there's a fellow there named Yanni who also has information on his site on the devices required to get this out. 
So if you don't know what it is for sure, you should go on my website and start looking at it. There's all kinds of nano links there. All you got to do is click on them. And, uh, and as far as getting them out quickly, you are breathing this stuff in every day. You are eating this stuff in every day. You are drinking this stuff in every day. In other words, you're reloading daily. So there's not going to be any quick fix unless you can find yourself a cave with a uh, concentrated filtration system and remove all the nano from the seeds in the soil and grow everything indoors and then live and live that way for three or four years in order to reduce and not reload. About the only way. Uh, so are you familiar with Dr. Bill Weld? He was warning about the DARPA Nano Domestic Quell Program a decade ago. Ah, he probably came out about the same time we did. We were out there 13 years ago put, uh, promote, uh, telling people about nano. So I'm not, uh, the name doesn't sound familiar. But we were 13 years ago warning everybody about this. You know, um, you know, so again, no, I've never heard about them. I'll have to look them up. Uh, look up in the sky. They spray it over. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> He's not going to get that. <laughs> Quiz, and you must blank before it's removed. <laughs> he ain't going to get it. There we go. See, Dublin got it, but he would never have got it, or she would never have got it. So, yeah. So, again, you're... Uh, no, but again, when people ask you these questions about stuff like this, the way they ask, they've not read up on anything except the popular uh, internet bullshit. And... We've been again. We've been warning and warning and warning people about this stuff. Got websites all over the place on this stuff. Got Wix sites on this stuff. Got YouTube's, BitChutes, Rumbles on this stuff. You know, do radio shows on this stuff. And for some reason, it seems to take a long time for it to seep in. I'm just new. To, okay, and that's good. And I understand that, but uh, you need to do some digging. You don't have the time or the luxury to be ignorant today on anything. You're being exposed to high levels of radiation. You're being exposed to high levels of nanobiotech poisoning. You're being exposed to high levels of <clears throat> genetics. And the war on your DNA has been on for quite some time. So uh, depending on how old you are, yeah, I have no idea how old you are, uh, you are going to be, you are, you are that, you've been loaded for that long. Um that's such an understatement. It's all about survival. I, you know what? We got to go past that survival thinking. You know, uh, we got to go past that. We got to go past that survival thinking. We really do. We have to go past and start thinking win, not survive, win. Uh, so again, you know, we're no longer in a in the world we thought we lived in. We're no longer living in the leave of the beaver mentality. You know, I, uh, I love Lucy. All that stuff they showed us way back in the day. Yeah. There you go. Win till the king returns. I, 
definitely. I, I agree with you on that. Um, when we're talking nano, biotech, that could be anything. Anything. Metal, clay, protein. Some proteins at a nano level is not going to be not going to be a problem. But when you're talking a materials that they're creating today in the lab, uh, that they're inserting into your food supply, into your clothing, into your hygienic products, into your um, anything, your pharmaceuticals, it's in everything. So. We're no longer, like I said, and we can no longer have the negativity about things. We got satellites in the air that are beaming signals all across this planet. So I was looking at a, a scenario of uh, the world surrounded by satellites. And I'm not sure that's even accurate. But what I do get in all of this is that um, frequencies are being bounced. And I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, instead of satellites, they're probably putting up more antenna. More and more antenna. And we're not realizing this. And so we're now being exposed to higher levels of frequency assaults, higher levels of radiation, higher levels of, of toxicity in regarding to our environment and what we're taking in. Uh, Tony, which ingredients work best to detox, disengaging the nano with high-powered pulses? Um, basically salt. Like trisodium phosphate, uh, based on Brian's research, phosphorus was one of the things that stopped the assembly. Uh, it wasn't borax. Uh, borax can be utilized as well to help, again, expel the radiation from your system and to help restore and regenerate the um, skeletal system. Uh, magnesium, again, in a uh, chloride form. It seems like the salts have a way of going in and either discharging or flushing out out of the cells and tissues to build up, but they won't come out and they won't move except unless they're loose or having it fully attached yet until you disengage. You have to disengage. There's no other way around it. Um, Tony, once disengaged, can the nanofibers find exit points on their own through exiting cells? And well, your body's going to remove some of that for sure. But you have to understand, these are not one particle. These are not just single particles you're dealing with. You're dealing with an agglomeration or an aggregation of particles that have saturated tissues, cells, organ, blood, everything. So your system will, will, will once it's disengaged, will start engaging and removing this stuff. But you may help, you may need to help it by taking baths, to again, open up your pores to allow for a better exit. You may have to press out some of the stuff if it's in your, on your face or different parts of your body. I have pulled things out of my neck, behind my ears, along my face. I have pulled probably over 50 to 100 implants that have been constructed in my system. So your body will pull out whatever it can. But you're going to have to, again, flush out uh, using uh, bath methods that we've, we've also ascribed to. Uh, so, again, you're dealing with a biotechnology that has an operating system. Its main design is to self-assemble, self-replicate, and self-repair, just like your cells. It works, like, just, it works the same way as your cells do. So, again, 
you may want to have a different light on this. I started researching vaccines. I went down the rabbit hole about eight years ago. Stop the crime, Deborah Traveris, uh, led me to Harold uh, Colts Vela, who really was my first deep dive into nano frequency. And after researching, I found you. Uh, you're awesome and on, and on top of everything. Well, uh, Harold basically borrowed our research, to be honest with you. And they started talking about this black goo shit, which was really a myth, another theater. That black goo technology he was talking about was actually Chinese technology that was developed back in 1956. The reason why the Chinese developed that tech is because the United States and Russia had nuclear arms and China didn't have any. And as a result, the Chinese saw Russia as a bigger threat than the United States. If the United States wanted to take out and destroy China the way they looked at it, they would have had no problem because China could never reach the U.S. from where they were, uh, the U.S. was. So they developed a <clears throat> bio-warfare weaponry. As a result, that weaponry was designed so they would be able to launch it, survive the travels in the ionosphere, and then land, and then release the payload. You know, so um, Harold Bella, uh, again, I, he is what he is. <laughs> he is what he is. And he gets caught up in that old new age bullshit too, which I think uh, takes away from his credibility. You know, he, he tries to tie this stuff into some spirituality, which is all bullshit. All of it's bull That's all bullshit. And dealing with a biotech or biowarfare, using a gen, uh, genetics and technology and frequencies. That's where you're at today. You know, all this new age horse shit and universal consciousness, that's all crap. Well, Masonic, MKUltra, they're the ones that invented all that shit. So um, one day maybe he'll wake up. Who knows? Who knows? The um, uh, Yeah, so like I said, we have been in a, in a war here. Our very existence ever since we are our inception on this planet we've been we've been antagonized and the strong survive and the weak die it's always been the case you know it's always been the case um yeah again he He's making a broad comment there about spike proteins being controlled by frequencies. But anybody can say shit like that and not have anything else to say. And it sounds really like he's got some knowledge. He got, he's got nothing. The spike protein is an operating system that's been put in there by the LNP, the lipid nanoparticle. The lipid nanoparticle is a hard drive that is containing over, like I said, 10 to the 50th power of operating systems and programs. So these programs are engaged into the DNA immediately once they're inserted into, a, into the host body. Once that's in, that's it. The, the, the game is on. The body now has a third strand DNA or a operating system that's running. So you're not going to be able to shut that off with a frequency that easy. Again, this is one of the reasons why I don't listen to people like this. Very broad in their statements. It sounds good, but there's nothing there to validate anything or substantiate that nothing 
people have tried right frequencies and all these things on people and all they've done is uh, um, increase their exiting out the door because you're not just dealing with a genetic code you're also dealing with a nano code the nanoparticles and the lipid nano uh, uh, particle uh, programs are integrated with the genetic code now and they basically bounce back and forth with each other transferring data back and forth how you're going to shut that off i have no idea because it's not the same thing as being exposed to something that is in the environment okay it's not directly inserted into the code and then uh, the operating system is taking over so again your immune system there has a, a major play when with the injections there is no immune system the first the second shot disengages the immune system the third shot basically uh, kills the dna's so it can't even make an immune system so again frequency really uh but watching that got into research well i'm glad it did but hopefully it'll go beyond the theater there as well uh, but watching that got me researching medical journals and that's actually exec uh, executive orders from the president that's okay to gain a function research once you know how to search for you can find everything even pat oh for sure that's that's not that hard to find either you can look up uh, you can go look at the fbi files that's not a problem you can look at uh shit just about every uh Every site that's dealing with nanobiotech has got this information. This is nothing unusual. Uh, you know, the whole concept about a lot of these people, they say a lot of things that have a, what they call a truism. But then again, they really don't know what they're talking about most of the time. And again, how do you engage this? You know, each, like I said, these things have a uh, the capacity to morph. Does anyone in the medical field believe nano exists? Uh, causing health issues. I, I think they've known about it for 40 years, 50 years. Back in 1960, they were telling everybody back then that the environment was causing the epigenetic damage to everybody else. And they were referring to air pollution. Because at the time, there was no regulations on air polluting, air polluting the air. Coal stacks were emitting all kinds of shit. Steel companies were emitting all kinds of shit. Uh, manufacturing companies were uh, all kinds of shit. So everybody was reading these nanoparticles. At the time, the terminology for um, nanoparticles was either ultrafine or angstrom. So angstrom, ultrafine, nano, it was all the same thing. They're on the billion scale. So yeah, they've known about this shit for a long time. They just never emphasized it the way they should have. They were, they again, they had gag orders. Uh, <clears throat> Well, that's been going on forever. It's not just the chemtrails. Again, uh, the chemtrails are just another means. They've been spraying your food supply with these sprays, these pesticides. That's all nanotechnology. They're adding nano silver to your to your crop, which causes genetic damage to the person who eats that shit. They've been spraying nano components as a um, polymer to coat the plant. So. Like I said, the air, the water, everything you're eating and drinking has this in it. Uh, no, it never would be a consideration. Why would it be? Because that would change the whole dynamic of the of allopathy. 
Okay, allopathy would change. Because now you know the cause of all the epigenetic factors that are causing all the health issues. Okay, if it's epigenetics, it's, that's like 95% of the health problems today, and stupidity being the other 5%. Again, now you know. Cancer is nothing more than an epigenetic uh, uh, corrupting of the immune system. All the brain disorders that are there, Alzheimer's and uh, um, dementia, and part, that's all silica damage uh, uh, being, again, absorbed in the food supply. Got a document on there pointing out how silica and all these other nanoparticles are causing the brain damage. And they know this. They have known this forever. They have allowed this to continue so that people will become dumber and dumber and dumber. It's a lot easier to control stupid people than people that have, an, have any kind of intellect. You think hydrogen peroxide can help wash off nano from our food? No. No, it won't touch it. If you actually take a 60x scope and look at your food, you'll find that the particles are embedded into the topical part of, the, of whatever you're eating. I use, a, uh, I use my spike device on meat and I add different salts to the meat. Um, and I let it sit there for an hour, hour and a half. And you should see the shit that comes out of the meat after I spike it. You can't get that out by washing. You can't get that out by scrubbing. You can take a brush, a Brillo pad, whatever you want, and knock yourself out, and you will not remove it. And it's, and it's in bed. This is why I tell everybody to eat root-based vegetables, primarily because of the, the, the saturation on the top part of the field. Peroxide isn't going to take that out. Tony, you're right. You, Tony, you're so right. But I talk about this with other nurses, and they look at me like I have three. Well, because, again, it's not in their program. Until this becomes more prevalent, there's been a big change in the last 13 years, I will tell you that. 13 years ago, everyone thought we were from Mars or Jupiter, all the shit we were talking about, nano. And I've had several different shows, lots of interviews in the past. You know, I had the micro effect. I talked about that all the time. And the micro effect, I had been interviewed by different other stations and pods. And again, it's taken this long and this injection to make that make this uh, more at the surface now. Okay, at the surface at this point. So what we're dealing with now, uh, and and again the 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 bullshit with the doctors in in South America finding this and another doctor over here finding that. And I want to talk about snake venom. It's all again theater distractions you know so when you start really looking at this stuff and start really realizing what we're really dealing with uh, how again you have something that can assemble repair and replicate and again if it's salted uh has a morphology to be able to alter, alter itself and yet maintain its operating system where i live in australia has no visible chemtrails uh would would be with the food i grow outside still be not really just because they're not visible doesn't mean they're not doing it uh, I've seen the invisible uh, chemtrails here. <clears throat> I've seen airplanes flying that have no trail until they get into a cloud. Then you see the shit coming out like there's no tomorrow. So some of that has been is being sprayed in stealth mode. And even when you get nanoparticles on your skin, if you take a 60x lens and look at it, if you look at, say, a fiber that may be coming out of your skin or been on, on top of the skin, 
and you look directly down on it, you will not see the whole fiber. It won't be until you actually move the lens around where you see the actual length of the, you may see only maybe one eighth of an inch of a fiber until you uh, um, angle your lens a little differently. Then you may not, then you may see another inch, inch and a half further. So no, I wouldn't be growing anything outside today. Uh, besides that, if you've got genetics going on, you're still going to get the genetics from other, other um, fields and farmers. They have basically screwed everybody. Tony, how do you see what came out of the meat? How do you see? It comes out in, in clusters. <laughs> you just aim a flashlight. You can see all the shit coming out. You can see it. When you disengage it, all the, all you got now is whatever's rising into the into the uh, solution. So you can angle your light, you angle your light even straight ahead, and you move it. You can see um, you can see the shit coming out of the meat. So it's a lot of powdery metallic material that comes right out. So and sometimes you see fibers as well. Tony, do you see? Um, do you use a 60X? Yeah, I use a 60X. Uh, I saw... No, you don't even need to use a 60X. Because it aggregates so much or agglomerates so much, you, you can't help but not see it. Uh, I am a cloud... I saw a cloud stationary while others migrated for two hours. Yeah. And usually when you see that, that's some kind of craft uh, hanging in the air. Uh, it's some kind of, again, it's in stealth mode. So whatever there, whatever's up there, whether it's ours or, or ETs, uh, it's there, you know, and you can see the outline. Hey, uh, uh, alien Scott, alien Scott, how you doing? Uh, they spray at night uh, when drones are here. Yeah, they, they do that here too. Um. Uh, Well, nope. Aha, you made it. You're still alive. Good. <laughs> I, locked, I like talking to people that are still living and breathing. <laughs> the ones that are dead make the hairs on my back stand out, you know, scare the hell out of me. Uh, so again, you know, we're, you're dealing with synthetic biology. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Nighttime, I've seen low-flying airplanes here. I'll stand on the porch. And I'll see a, a, a single prop or double prop airplane fly super low, probably about 200 feet above, above the city. And who knows what they're spraying. As soon as I see that, I go back inside because I know they're spraying something, you know. And I don't really want to stay out there to find out what it is. Um, so, again, that's the thing everyone needs to start looking at is synthetic biology as well. They created a synthetic life about eight to ten years ago by combining silica with carbon, and it had the capability of not only not just replicating, but reproducing itself. And since then, they have taken that tech to a whole new level. So all these injections are giving our livestock now. They want to put mRNA in our livestock. It's going to come to a point where you're going to have to grow your own meat somehow. You know, whether you buy, make an aquaponic and have the fish start to, again, reproduce of themselves. 
and feeding them food that you know is clean, raising maybe sheep or chickens or ducks or geese, having an indoor vegetable garden and having a, um, a, uh, a apiary inside. These are things you, we may all have to consider. You know, because again, you can't trust the corporations anymore. And again, going back to that undrip, if they're going to be owning all the mortgages and controlling all the banks and decide they're going to take away your real estate where you're living, they're not going to have nothing anyway. And if they'll do that, they'll do anything. If they're going to control the food supply, so you're going to have to eat cockroaches and crickets and whatever shit they want to feed you. You don't know what's going to be in those in those in that food supply either. If the crickets have chitin in it, you can't break it down. And the crickets can carry parasites, again, don't get broken down in your digestive system. Then they're going to infest you. See, I mean, so again, why would anybody trust the medical system today or trust the anything we have today? The next couple of years is going to tell the tale. You know, they're talking about the sun drip. They're, going to, they're saying by 2030. I don't think it's going to get that take that long. The United States is talking about digitizing their currency by December 24th. I think it was. I think that's the date I heard. Canada ain't gonna be that far behind. Canada's just running, running into the arms of the WF. Oh, here we come! <laughs> you know. So, in SWFL, Southwest Florida, I think all the new construction posts, IAN, must be green, and insurance coverage is not covering. Isn't that interesting? So who do they plan on putting there, I wonder? You know, who are they planning on putting there? You know, the other a couple of shows ago, I was showing something in South Africa and explaining how that was a lot like Detroit was back in the 60s. And I think, and I seriously think they're going to bring that back. I just had an ambulance drive by me right now. You didn't hear the siren, but he had the lights flashing. I really believe that they're going to do this. They're going to have everybody in internment camps that will not comply or, or executed or experimented on. So when they're building these green places, is it because they're very easy to decimate and uh, decompose? So this way there's no trace of anybody or anything. See, I've learned how to think like they do to some level. <laughs> You know, on some things, I got to say, they are, it, it's amazingly well thought of. Because they're, they're, and the reason why it's going to work, reason why their shit's going to work, is because the majority of the people today have lost the ability to engage their brain. Honest truth. They have lost the ability to engage their brain. They no longer know how to extrapolate or how to uh, have deductive reasoning in what's going on today. They've lost that. 
Most people today are like a computer. They read things syntax after syntax after syntax and just follow whatever the syntax is telling them to, to uh, or to believe whatever the syntax is telling them to believe or follow. No thought, no consideration, nothing. Just accept what you're reading. Just accept what you're being programmed with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So again, you know, when we're seeing all this stuff, and you start just start with a simple premise, the simplest premise here on this. If they basically put everybody in a state of panic over a pandemic that never existed, over a pandemic that never was validated or verified, over a pandemic where they never found the actual peptide of a virus, and then immediately started inserting into everybody four, not one, not two, not three, but four bioweapons throughout North America and Europe, and two bioweapons in Eurasia uh, with Russia and China. So there are six bioweapons floating around. So if they were able to do all that and then cause people to wear a mask for absolutely no reason other than ca to cause carbon dioxide poisoning of the brain and then made people dip their hands in solutions that had solvents in it that could cause kidney damage and liver damage and brain damage. Why? And after two years and 11 months are now trying to re-engage to wearing a mask again in Canada. Why would anybody in their right mind believe them? Why in anybody in their right mind would anybody accept or believe anything that the government is doing or even these corporations? Are, because the corporations control your leaders. The corporations control the your governors and your premiers here in Canada and North America. That's who's running the show. And your banks who are now being assimilated by the UN. That's who controls the show. You know, why would we even trust anything that they're saying to you anymore? You know. So again, when it comes to your food safety, how much bullshit did they tell you about food? Think about this for one minute. When they were bringing out genetically modified organisms and genetically engineered foods, and there was a big rile about this way back in the 70s. What did they tell the farmers to do? Build big hills and build and grow trees all around their farms to again stop the spread of GMO. Did it work? No. Did it even have any effect positive on no, none. But again, more lies and more bullshit. And then they were spraying these crops which supposedly didn't need to be sprayed to further promote this so-called food that wasn't really food. Now it was an operating system or program. Hey, Mark, how you doing? So when we're, 
when we're looking at all of the stuff that we've been, again, led to believe, then you got politicians and ministers and, and priests telling their people to go along with things. This is my mind insanity. You know, so all the stuff that we've been, again, following uh, in regarding to what they've been telling us. Uh, well, there's lack of knowledge, but in my, my estimation, too, there's a lot of apathy to all of this. People have been accepting everything the government has been telling them for the last 60 years. They no longer have the capacity to think for themselves anymore. They actually believe that the government has their best interests at heart. The older generation that preceded mine, I can see where that would have been the case because they grew up that way. But anything after the 50s or 60s where we became phobic uh, uh, in trusting government or trusting anything, you know, how long have we been hearing people, oh, yeah, the government's doing this and the government's doing that. Oh, the F the government, F this, F that. I'm not taking the jab. I'm not taking the vaccine. No way am I putting that shit in my body. No, and then boom. Like I said, they have lost the capacity to think. They don't even, I I, I get people asking me even in my, um, in my uh, consultations, and I, and I give them stuff, and they still don't have the capacity to think for themselves. This is what really astounds me. And they wonder why they're sick. And then they're reading all this literature in the health food industry that 90% of it, 95% is just bullshit. It's just there to sell product. You know. So... Um, Uh, well, it you know what apathy is, is, is Canadians are very apathetic, and this is why this has gone as far as it has. I'd say about ninety percent of Canadians have are just apathetic to no end. They have just just conceded for the mo even before all this happened, just to listen to the government and, and just go go with the flow. Like I said, we only got about five percent of this country that actually will fight or have been fighting. The rest have been, I'm not sure where they went. Um, well, not just through television. Not just through television anymore. People are getting information from all, source, all kinds of sources. And yet nobody checks the sources. Nobody checks who's paying who to say what. Even, uh, even when it comes to religion. Nobody's checking the sources. All these ministers, priests, rabbis, whatever, are saying a lot of shit. But why? what are they saying and who to, who's paid them to say it? Nobody even looks at the fact that the MKUltra designed this whole New Age bullshit. They're the ones that actually created that belief. Nobody's looking at that. Nobody pays attention to that. Just accepting it because it was the thing to do. All this shit we're dealing with today... Whether it's religion, Satan, Satan, whether it was a kid being interviewed by a Muslim about Satan, uh, uh, being a Satanist. Imagine that. Kid's probably in his teens. But why is he believing this crap? You know, because he's seen something or somebody showed him something or he thinks he's seen something. Um, 
Nobody is batting an eyelid on the excess deaths today, yet they were all so arrogant about saving lives before. Well, that's true. Well, now they're, they have never come out with anything in regarding to how many people are dying. They've always made excuses. They, oh, they had, a, they had a secondary condition. Or no, this was not the injection. This was uh, something else. But as more and more people have been saying, like what I've been saying regarding to how dangerous these things were and are, they're still propagating the next wave of injections. And like I said, in Canada, I, I'm saying this as a Canadian, mm. the apathy here is so thick, you can cut it with a, a, a an axe. And they will follow this protocol again. You watch. You know, those of us who are fed up with this shit are going to have to sit there again and because the government is manipulating them again saying that people are asking them to be remasked. Are you effing kidding me? You know, who would, who would be this stupid? Who would be this stupid? But again, that may just be a government propaganda propagating this on the media to see if they can get away with it again. Yeah. So again, um, Yeah, so when we're looking at the whole uh, this whole scenario again, get ready for round two. We are we had a break, we had our summer break, and you notice something. You want to pay attention to this. Every time we go on break, China initiates another wave of bullshit in China to screw the Chinese people. And then when they get done screwing the Chinese people, then we decide we're going to do that here. It's again, monkey see, monkey do. Oh, China, China did it. We're going to do it now. Oh, you know. Now, the Alberta premier has just said, they're never going to do this masking shit again. We'll wait and see. DeSantis said the same thing. I think the Texas governor said the same thing, and I think the Georgian governor had said the same thing. So we'll see what's going to happen. Are they going to hit them with tsunami after tsunami? Are they going to throw lightning and thunder up their ass? Who knows? Who knows? Are they going to emit high levels of radiation through Florida, Georgia, Alabama, uh, and Texas? Are they going to hit them with mega wave beams? Who knows? They're going to do that. They were doing it heavily in Cold Lake, Alberta, firing heavy uh, radiation beams. Now you can't see that anymore. They've... they've uh, uh, Put it on um, stealth mode now, so you can't see them doing it. Ontario, we're still getting hit with radiation. They again, they shut down this shit from Ottawa and Toronto. So again, you know what? What's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Well, I mean, you think that just happened to Florida? Do you think that was a, a weather front that just happened to? Hit Florida the way it did. That was directed. Look at all the look at how I many how many times has, has Texas been been beamed? Yeah, I, I got friends of mine in in uh, uh, Georgia as well. They tell me the same thing. People are dumb as a bag of rocks there too. You know, people being dumb as a bag of rocks is an epidemic. We have an epidemic of dumbasses that run that, that walk among us. <clears throat> Um, 
So again, you know, that's the real epidemic. <laughs> and you can't educate them either. They, they just don't have the capacity to be educated. You know, you can show them all the facts, but they, but they are basically uh, driven by an emotional, irrational thinking. You know, and you can show them, you can do experiments and they will not, they will not uh, see it. Yet they will believe a government that has shown them absolutely nothing. This is what's really astounding here. The irony in all this and the satire. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would agree with that. We are two different species now. Yeah, I would think so. Um. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. They are hitting, like Texas needs air conditioning. I, I was in a place called Winnie, Texas years ago. And the humidex is so high there and so hot that when you go into the house, you can't even turn the lights on until you turn the air conditioning on to um, dry up the air. So uh, when we went in, the lady immediately turned the TV on and went boom. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so... Yeah, you need, there are certain environments in the Southwest that need air conditioning. Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, you know, uh, Nevada, part of Colorado. I mean, the air there is just hotter than hell. And so you need something to cool it off. But again, shut the power grid down. What will happen? You know, like I said, they're not, uh, yeah, it, it, so again, they're going to take away power. Everybody should be looking at building their own power. Not running a generator, not a gas. That's like a backup, but developing your own power. I think about that all the time. So again, they're not going to stop until either we're dead or they are. They're not going to stop until we are all poisoned by this poison, you know, it's just the way it goes. So in regarding to, again, coming out, and I, and I kind of think sometimes, again, this is just my thinking, my speculation, that maybe this is God's way of getting us to separate from, from our environment. I sometimes think this. If God's wrath is going to hit this planet you know, and shake the very foundation of this planet. You don't want to be where his wrath is going to hit. Because if you stick around where his wrath is going to hit, you're also going to feel his wrath. That's my thinking. Again, I could be out to lunch in that one. But even in the old days when he told people to leave the area because God was going to destroy whatever or do something to the area, and if you stuck around, you'd also feel it, people left. Um... Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm thinking the same way, getting us out of Babylon or Egypt, yeah. Uh, it does feel like he is, yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, and again, I could be wrong on that. But according, to the Bible, according to the Bible, when we're looking at the Bible, and you see every time that God was going to do something, he gave a warning for his, pe for his people to get out. I sometimes think this is the warning. Sometimes, you know. Um, 
And I do believe that community, communities will grow from this as well. That's my thinking. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think so anyhow. Uh, others may not think so, but, you know, <laughs> the um, it's something to consider. Okay, we're near the end of the, the end of the show. Um, we had 104 people pop in, 105 people pop in today, which is good. Thank you very much for showing up. Um, the um, uh, I hope you got something out of the show. I will post the show as well, uh, so that you'll have both the show. And again, look at last night's pod as well, so you have all the links there that you can check out. I'll post some of those links in the show again, so that you'll have them. Uh, and again, I hope you got something out of it. So as I say at the end of these shows all the time, I read your Gospels, read what Jesus had to say, read, again, the New Testament, you know, see how the church evolved. And again, if you become a believer, you too will evolve the same way. And then look at the book of Revelations because that's the book of the, on the interdimensional wars. And that's the book that is going to show, telling you what's coming down the pipe, you know, I always tell people to stick to the New Testament, especially if you're just getting started. The Old Testament was an old covenant or an old um, contract, if you will, with the people that have come that came out of Egypt. The new one is for the world itself. Uh, <laughs> a little late. So anyway, again, again, I encourage you to read the, the New Testament, read what Jesus had to say, and look at what Jesus was doing. All righty. On that note, you know, we are still here by the grace of God. I always say that. So till the next segment or till the next show, to your health. And again, thanks for tuning in. Take care.